It's Saturday, boys, and you guys know what time it is. It's time. It's time for the Blue 52 Podcast. And welcome back to the Blue 52 Podcast. Guys, uh, so sorry for taking that little bit of a break. Uh, Me and Joe have been working on revisions to the podcast. Um, Actually, as of right now, we're looking for two people, um, if you're interested, into helping with the podcast. We're looking for creative content. Uh, That person or people will get a uh, standalone show on the podcast uh, one time within a week, so four times in a month. Um, And there'll be regular guests on our podcast as well. So if you guys are interested, feel free to text Joe, myself, or reach out to us on social media. We're going to be condensing these episodes, even though it's really hard to talk uh, sports and then condense it really small. But we're looking to 30, 45 minutes uh, and not take up so much time. Maybe something you guys can listen to in a gym, during a workout, or maybe on a drive home from work. Just to kind of wind down for the day and find out what's going on with sports. Uh, With that being said, we have two guests uh, that I've been trying to get on. For the on the episode for quite a while, I have uh, Austin Slater, who I've done uh, sports with when we called for K Tip Radio. We did the the broadcasting, and his friend Jonathan Ogans, who the pair make up the Putnam Beat. Guys, welcome! Thank you so much for being on. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks again, Leo. It's great to be on. Absolutely, you know, and I've been trying to get you guys on since I I was on an episode of the Putnam Beat, right? Which was. Freaking awesome! And, and for Amazing any episode too, it was great. It was great. It was great. Uh, we just happened to be watching the World Series as yes, well at that time. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, me and Leo, I like Leo. I'm a Dodgers fan, so we were watching right. the game. What was it like game four? I think it was three? game two. Game two. Okay, game right. two. Yeah. So I was. It was a great experience, man. Uh, it was. Uh, I think our second highest, um, or for maybe first highest, uh, listen uh, episode. So oh, really? Yeah. It was one of the more popular. It was, it was one of the sure. more popular yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So. Well, I'm I'm glad that. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm the reason, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that obviously you guys are, you guys have been doing it for a while, so more listens are always yeah, nice. We've been, you know doing, I mean? we've been doing it for a while, so it's always good to see those listens. And like I tell Austin, I always just shocked. You know, that I was like, people listen to this, like you know, you yeah. Kinda get, you kind of get that feeling. I mean, of course, you're doing this. You're like, people actually listen. That's right. cool. It's and pretty you feel cool. Gratitude, and you feel just like you feel special. You know, it feels cool. Absolutely. That people want right. to take their time to listen to you. So, of course, of course. So, guys, tell me it, 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 for our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about the Putnam Beat. Uh, let's start with who came up with the idea. All right, so I guess I, I, I could take this one and you could kind of fill in the story I if got you, you want. I got um, you. But so, so basically, what happened was I had I, I'm a pretty active, civically engaged minded person. So, if something's going on in Porterville, I try to stay up on it. Well, there was a situation where a uh, Confederate flag was flown at the fair. And um, I, I felt like that was a bad thing. I submitted a letter to the editor talking about it, sent a picture in of the um, flag, and then they posted my article in the Porterville Recorder, but with a little tagline that said, like, there was no picture found of the Confederate flag, even though, like, I, you know, gave it to them. They, they had the picture, obviously. So right. I felt like that was just, like, kind of discrediting me to push a certain narrative. And I was like, man, Porterville deserves better than, um, you know, anything partisan like that. They need, you know, people just want the facts they want to know about the news and so i in my mind i was ready to go out and do like a newspaper or a magazine or something like that right and i mentioned it to jonathan because we were getting pretty close at that time in uh student government Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know he said to me you know print is basically dead like it's it's going out we need to do something different you know the future is in podcasts at the time and this was around the time that i found out about the pod like podcast because before i was like what is this app i don't need this you know i never really thought about it and then i don't know what happened how i think it was 
I think it was Joe Rogan. I was looking up something and they said Joe Rogan did something. So I looked it up and said, oh, he has a podcast. So then I went on the thing. I was like, oh, man, they got all these different podcasts that I can listen to and people talk and this and that. So right. I told, so that was, and then I told him, I said, listen, print media is dead. Let's do a podcast. Let's like, you know, have guests on, talk to them, things like that. So, and then he just kind of went with it and. Right. And then from there, we sort of found our voice. I mean, like, how much local news do you cover in a podcast? How much more national stories would people really want to hear? So we kind of broke it down and came up with the formula. We usually do like two uh, national stories, two local stories, kind of start off with the what we call church announcements now that Jonathan came up with where we kind of right. come up with, uh, oh, these little events happening all around the city. People might be interested. We kind of plug them out there, let people know what's going on, dive into some local news. And, you know, from there, it just kind of felt together kind of more feeling like we we're in our groove. I made all these connections when I was doing different things like running for city council. Yeah. So uh, just having people come on and uh, share their stories, I thought that was really Wait a minute, you did, say, did you say I came up with church announcements? Yeah, well, I mean, you. I got it from our else. show. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Where did you? I get got it from. It from I got it from this guy, Charlemagne the God. I don't know if you guys heard him. He does a radio right, show. Right, show. Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it from him. I'm just saying, because if I ever meet him, be like, oh, I heard you do Tristan. Oh, you came mark. up with that? Oh, like, uh, no, 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 no. I got it from you. So, <laughs> let me give the credit really quick. Yeah, let me give the credit. So, yeah, that's so we 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 changed like. And you've listened to it, so you've seen yeah. we've changed over time, and we just try to try to add more stuff, try to take stuff away, try to keep it to a certain, like you said, you want to keep it to an hour, we try right. to keep it to a certain time frame, and we just kind of keep it more structured, you know, before when we did it, it was kind of just, kind of all, over the, all place. over the place, but I feel like as we've moved on, we've gotten more structured, so I feel like we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction. That's right? good, and, and I, I did want to say, you know, and I haven't got a chance to see you guys or really talk to you guys, but with the church announcements, I think that's pretty cool that you guys do that, because... Um, being informed, I think is obviously super important and, and especially with like local stuff. And, and I'm going to say this just in the sake of it. Um, I went to sign up for the fishing derby for mm. his daughter, my niece and for, for my son so they can do the fishing derby. Well, by the time that I had sent it to him and by the time that my fiance went down to city hall, we had already missed the window. They had already sold out and I didn't know it was like limited spots, mm-hmm. right. which really sucks. You know what I mean? So if you guys do like church announcements, you're like, hey, this is what's going on in the community. These events are coming this up. This man does a good job of like keeping up with what's going on locally. Amazing. And I, and I, and I give him all the kudos because he's he's really on top of it when it comes to our show. Yeah. I love him for that. So no, Fantastic job. And, and I really enjoy the content. Um, so you guys have turned it into a podcast based off of your experience and then with, with a little bit of creativity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that you ran for city council. I knew that. they uh, The listeners don't know that. Sure. But uh, besides that, are you guys active in the community? Is there things that you guys take part in? Any clubs or anything like that? Uh, yeah, we uh, we participated in a couple things. Like we did the camp food drive with sure. – um, uh, yeah, camping yeah. for camps yeah, with uh, yeah. Kent Hopper over right. uh, Hopper in the morning, and um, yeah, that that was a cool event. So we we have tried to be more, uh, I guess, like involved in the community that way. As far as we clubs, try to be as much as we can, because like he's busy, he just was sick for like a month, you know. So that's why we <laughs> haven't really been recording. Sure. And and I'm I'm working two jobs and going to school, but you know we're trying to do more things. It's just when we have that free time to do it, then we can, you know. Of course, of course, and and I mean life happens, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean that's yeah. what takes away from the podcast mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, he's working crazy. You know, I sometimes will go do stuff with my family and then we're trying to organize it and then it's like, oh, you know, we'll skip. But honestly, like there's that little bit of regret in me when I do miss an episode. It's kind of like, damn, you know, I could have yeah. made we could have made like a 15 or 20 minute episode yeah. like yeah. while I was getting ready or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. but anyways, uh, so with that being said, again, thank you guys so much for making time yeah, and, and coming out today. We do appreciate it. Um, so let's talk about this. Obviously you guys are sports fans. You know, we talked about it beforehand and I know you because we were talking right. sports while we were calling the games. So how did you, let's start with you, Jonathan. How did you come into sports? 
Um, and what are your favorite teams, and what led you to pick the teams that you picked? Uh, my brother uh, got me in like sports. He was uh, 10 years older than me, um, and you know he would always play basketball with his friends. So I'd always go out there being the annoying little brother, like let me play, let me play. And then you know I'd go out there play with them. You know I, I you know do a little move and then shoot <laughs> and, and bust the J in uh, his friend's eye and be like, yeah, what's up? You know, and I was always <laughs> talking. So that's how I got into sports. Basketball was my first love. Um, Back in the day, I was a Allen Iverson fan, so I was a little bit of a 76ers fan. And then when I started to like get my team, then I was really like, you know, I'm gonna go with the Clippers because everybody likes the Lakers. I'm gonna go with the underdog. So that's right. how I became a Clippers fan. That's 49ers. Cool. Uh, my mom is a big Jerry Rice Rice fan. She said she would leave my dad for him if she ever could. <laughs> so um, my dad's a Raiders fan, which is funny. Most boys take after their, but Jerry Rice was the man. Right. So mm-hmm. I became a 49er fan right there. Uh, baseball, Dodgers. My grandfather was a die-hard Dodgers fan. I would go to his house, and he'd have the Dodger game on all day, every day when he retired, like, just all the time. And I'd be like, oh, Dad, uh, Grandpa, why are you watching this? It's boring. But that's when I became a Dodgers fan. I fell in love. And right. then all the other sports, golf, Tiger, of course, um, hockey, Just like I just like watching it. And that's pretty much it for me. No, Austin, and yeah. how, how, what what led you into sports? Well, right. you told a funny, you told me a funny oh, sports go, story, go but yeah. no, I'm not gonna tell it. You gotta tell it. Yeah, of, of when you tried football and what happened. Oh man. Okay. So I mean, uh, for a little backstory, I did play flag football before. I was I was okay at flag football, but yeah, I went out there. Uh, I I had lost a lot of weight over that summer. It was my freshman year, and uh, we were going to uh, try out for football. Me and a buddy and. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I was a skinny, tiny kid. I was a little tall, but the coach was like, yep, you're a lineman. I'm like, what? He's like, yep, I want you on the line. I'm like, no, I, I want to go try out, you know, do kicker or something or, you know, running back. Nope, and, nope. and I'm sorry, and for the listeners, Austin is kick? not a big guy. No. He's nowhere near no. a lineman. Well, anything else but getting knocked around on the line. Dude. Oh, but, okay. you know, I was like, oh, I'll be all right. And they had the seniors out one of the days that we did. Uh, I think that might have been Hell Week or just before, and they were, you know, showing us. Well, anyway... I get up there and he's like, "Oh, you know, you show them how it is later, and, and they'll they'll teach you how to hold yourself." So I go up there. I just don't really know what I'm doing. Get ready on the line, hike, all that. Boom! Just knocks me out, man. And you're done. That's you're it. Done that was no. And then, <laughs> pukes. Oh, yeah, yeah, lost it, dude. And at that point, you know, once you're sitting, you're just like, maybe football's not for me. <laughs> I'm pretty good at trumpet, though. I think I'm gonna stick to band. So at the, at that point, I realized, you know, playing wasn't for me. But being in band, you know, getting to see the uh, football team, we weren't a very good team. Menachie that was a at bad that time. coach, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, just getting to watch the games, kind of got into that, kind of seeing the school spirit, and then uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that part. Growing up, always my dad with the Dodgers all the time, the Rams, so I got to see... Uh, teams. The, Lakers, uh, like, Well, the Rams were in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, at that time, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. You know, getting to see Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk, all them, those were kind of like my, uh, I guess, big stars growing yeah. up. Yeah. So, uh, so your dad was probably a Rams fan before they moved to St. Right. Louis, right? Yes, he old school L.A. Fan, okay. Right, and then um, they moved to St. Louis, obviously he kept liking them, and they came back, so he was pretty happy with that. Really but, stoked. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was stoked, because I saw a couple pictures on social media when they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, you yeah. guys had, like, a nice family photo, and everybody's in a Rams jersey. I'm over here hating. I'm like, God, you know, I hope you guys lose, which I'm sorry. I probably and we did. Oh, yeah, because you Cowboys. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that that's super awesome. So, L.A. teams, uh, Ogans, for the most part, L.A. teams. Um, so, we're going to kind of transition here again because I'm trying to follow this little template no, here. Um, so free agency has started. Um, is there any news that sticks out to you guys primarily uh, that's big time? Like, holy crap, I can't believe that happened in the well, NFL. Well, you already know. OBJ. 
Oh, yes. To the that, Browns? Yes. With Baker? And you got Landry on the other side? <laughs> right. Man. That, that's going to be and, dangerous, and Baker, right? And Baker is just that. He'll talk. He'll... I mean, I... It's wow. I, just, I, I, I like him. It. I can't I, believe it. That one actually froze me up. I text him, and I was like, this just happened. And we have this little thing between us. I'll send him, like, a player transaction, and I'll say, hey, this just happened. Usually it's like, bullshit, fucking liar. Yeah. I looked it up. I found nothing because I always pull his leg. Yeah. But for that one, he was just like, are you serious? Well, the th- and then we started going back and forth, and he. then we're starting to find out not only did they play together at LSU in college, mm-hmm. they actually played, played together in high school. So hmm. Jarvis Landry Wait, and OBJ. What? I didn't know they played in high school together. They played in high school together. They played in college Whoa. together. And now they're playing pro together. I did not know they played in high Yeah, because I knew they were they were like besties, but I didn't know they were they played in high school together. Yes. Well, yeah, and the thing you were talking about, because whenever it popped up on Bleacher Report, it was a, a reporter that uh, broke it, and I, and I clicked on it, and like sometimes it, it, when I went to click on the actual thing, it right. would like say page not found. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. is this real? What's going on? Like it popped up, but I didn't know if it was real or not. And then finally more reports started coming out. And I was right. like, wow. like Yeah, that's crazy. Austin, anything that stuck out to you, buddy? Huh. Well, uh, there's nothing like kind of hanging out on me now, but I, I will say that was a pretty big shocker too. That's uh, huge. I think anytime the Browns are probably involved with that kind of trade. But, right. I mean, they usually have a history between trading with the Patriots. So the fact that the Giants threw out there and they threw the wide receiver, now they're kind of leaving Eli back there with uh, Saquon back there, and it's kind of mm. like, uh... I gotta give I gotta give the Browns credit, though. They saw that when Antonio got traded, they said, wait, this is our opportunity. Absolutely. And pulled the, yeah, pulled the yeah. trigger and made that sure. happen. You got And if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but I don't think Antonio Brown or OBJ trade, none of them included the first-round picks. No, 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 no. no. Wait, no, no, no. Browns did give up their 17th pick. Oh, they did. They did. They gave up the 17th pick. Oh, that's right. They gave up the 17th pick, and they also they gave, gave up like uh, Jabril Peppers and a and fifth, a, I believe. And a fifth, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's worth it, though. Yeah, the that's guy's still, like, he's still young. Oh, no, not, that is worth it. That is a great But that's that nothing for trade. the Browns, though, because the Browns have so much picks every exactly. year. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's kind of <laughs> just like, yeah, why not? You know, and then we get a high-caliber receiver like that. That's, yeah, well, one of the things I they mean, finally made a good decision. I feel like, heck yeah, and I think they make John it, Dorsey's not playing. He, the no. GM, he's not playing. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's ready in you know attack mode. So. That's exactly what we said. Yeah. They're ready. They want to win now. So what do you guys think the record will be next year? I'm predicting at least ten wins. Ten wins. Me too. Ten wins, and I'm saying, I think they win the division. I think they won the division. I think they'll split one one game with the Ravens, but I think they'll finish with a better record. So you're saying you think that they will sweep Cincinnati and the Steelers and then go one one with the Ravens? Who does the Steelers mm. have? Now? No, 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 no. I agree. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying I can. I, I believe, I'm sitting here imagining yeah. them beating them twice. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it. But I'm just Steelers don't have nobody. Cincinnati's on the edge. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, their defense is going to get chewed up. Plus, I got a new coach, and then so. Andy's going to get her and. Oh, it, it's so going to be the same story green. over yeah, and over. Yeah. Yeah. I think Baltimore is probably going to be their only, their only, their only obstacle. But then even then, Terrell Suggs isn't there anymore. Eric Weddle isn't there. Yeah, they signed um, uh, Earl Thomas. Which we got to get your thoughts on the. the yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll dive into that. So their defense is not horrible, but I mean, how well is Earl Thomas going to come back from that from that break? Yeah, yeah. You know what I and mean. And they got Ingram too, so you got to yeah. see how that's going to play. Um, with the Ravens, the only thing is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because you can only run so much. Yeah. Until you got to learn how to throw. They, they figured out Cap. I mean, to a degree, people have already figured out Russ. Russ is a, is the type of quarterback when he drops back, he wants to do that spin like that. He wants to do that shoulder spin out. So when when he, when he does it, like when we played him in the playoffs, our linebackers had a specific thing. So they would go the direction that he would run. 
So even if he did swerve, they stay they right stay there. Right there. But yeah. the defensive line would do it in case he did that fake. The defensive line would pursue the other direction. Oh, so okay. we stopped yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and that's where we're able to neutralize him. Yeah, yeah. stopped him. So yeah. I mean, I, I just gotta would, say real quick, I, I missed this, Leo. I, when we covered the football games, like he, you could tell, he gets like into all the little movements, knows all the plays, and like for me, that was that was a whole learning experience. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. A, it's just really cool. We would get. take we would take breaks, and you know, I'm not I'm not boasting myself, but uh, not, in, in no way, shape, or form. But when we would take breaks, he would be like, "Hey, so um, what does it mean if they do this, or what if the quarterback right. does this, or what what is the wide receiver, what is the slant route, you know, like." And I would explain That's good that you're asking questions. I like no, that. No, yeah, absolutely. So then, like, you know, I would draw it out for him. I would explain, oh, yeah, you know, this is what they want to do. And then, sure enough, when we would talk about, I think it was a Menachi yeah, game, sure. I was like, you guys need to start running it more. And then, sure enough, they start running it, yep. running it, running yep. it, running yep. it. I was like, now would be a good time for a pass. And it turns into a <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, right. Boom. It yep. was really good. Yep. But anyway, yep. yeah, so. Um, so those things kind of shook everything up. Joe, anything stick out to you primarily in free agency? We covered OBJ, but is there anybody else that? No. Nobody's got that. thoughts on Nobody got, well, Antonio Brown didn't get paid very well. Like, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say anybody got thoughts on it, but yeah, Antonio he didn't, Brown. Yeah, you know. he didn't get paid very much, I don't think. No. But it, like, for what he was complaining about, I feel like, he didn't get right. paid. Neither did Bell. Bell didn't get paid that much either. I was going to say about Bell. Bell because they were, um, all the talking heads were saying that he wanted to be like the highest paid. Yeah. He wanted to be paid like, not like a running back, but like a, but he, but they were saying he really his, didn't get paid. No, his, his contract, contract is below Gurley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I thought I'm that saying. was so interesting. Kind of, and why the Jets? Yeah. That makes me. I think the Jets were going to be the ones that opened up the pocketbook a little bit more. And, and like me and Joe well, talk about. that though, like if he got paid more than Gurley, I would have been like, okay, I see why. Right. But like to get underpaid, someone else was going to pay more. Yeah. How do you think it would be with the Jets? Because they got Darnold who can sling the ball. He's pretty good. Uh, I'm predicting Jets to probably go defensive line in the first round. But now it, that might change. Because um, if I'm not mistaken, no, I was predicting them to go offensive line in the first round. But they traded with the Raiders to get an offensive lineman. Mm. So now I the think they ended up getting. Yeah. Correct. So now I'm thinking that they might go defense. But I think there's just so many holes that you got to plug. I think you're going to cater to your offense right now. You got Sam Darnold, you got Le'Veon Bell, so why not you do this? Offensive line, to, yeah. No, offensive I... line, or probably give give um, give Darnold another weapon. Um, I mean, there's because uh, you have Robbie Anderson on one side. Yeah, and he took a whole year off, so we don't know how good he's going to be. So then we need to figure out like, are they going to go AJ Brown? Are they going to go with the, uh, any of the other wide receivers from Ole Miss? You know, are they going to look at Clemson? Are they... Anyway, there's going to be a lot of like options for them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Jets are probably going to go straight up offense and just try to win what they can. Oh, okay, okay. That's where I'm going. Um, so Joe, we'll start with you. We're obviously Cowboy fans, and you know we we bitch to each other probably on a daily basis of what we're doing wrong. Um, but what do you think right now it, that sticks out to you? What do you think is an immediate need for us that we need to plug in to the team? That we need? Yes. Uh, defense. Defense. Like, so you're yeah. thinking defensive line? Yeah. Well, no, we signed what's-his-name for one year, the defense tackle. Covington. Yeah, we signed him. I don't know. I don't like our corners and our safeties. I think that's just always been our big problem. Yeah. yeah. Just, corners and safeties. And we seem never to – they never jump on anything that – like, you know what I mean? We could have signed Earl Thomas. We really could have. For what he got paid? Yeah, no, we absolutely. Could have forwarded. So I don't understand what, why we what, did it. What do you guys it. feel about that? I mean, because Earl said, if you have a chance, come get me. Well, Earl, you had the chance to go. Nobody, you know. And yeah. You why do you, what I, do you think that is? I, honestly, I think that Dallas are Dallas is, are just bargain shoppers right now. Um, and these little signings, like when we signed, resigned our fullback, which I would have let go, or when you resign, um, 
or you we signed like a whatever name tight end who was like a baseball player or whatever uh, yeah. to a one year contract. We signed Covington to like a one year contract. It's like you guys are forking out these one year contracts, and there's like there's like three million there, there's like two million there, there's like one million. Mm-hmm. I would have just consolidated that and invested that into Earl. Yeah. So yeah. I think their number for Earl was a lot smaller. Um, I think they were looking around the f- time frame of like three, four years, but they wanted him a little bit more because he's—I mean, he's thirty years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. he—he's j- coming off of a break, so well, Dallas is not. Jerry broke the bank for Dion at one time. I mean, you. Did yeah, you- but oh, see, that's a good point that you bring up too. No salary cap. Uh, this is why Dallas and San Francisco were able to build dynasties because they were able to fork. Throw money out based that's off true. of what the teams earn. Yeah, that's true. Now that their salary, salary cap, cap yeah, it yeah. levels the playing field. And yeah, but Dion was like a one of a guy, like one of the. That would be the guy you yeah, bring yeah, the yeah, bank yeah, for. Yeah, you had to. If he yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, he Dion is. I mean, Dion was the reason was why we won that fifth. Yeah, that's yeah. his thing. He wasn't that, that was play. Cra- yeah, yeah that, that's a crazy thing. It's not like he he went to a different team. Was like, okay, he was mediocre there. He was amazing. He shut down half the field. Everywhere, everywhere he went: Atlanta, San Francisco, Dallas. I mean, wherever he went, he was a yeah. He, like, was a he didn't fall off at all. No, even <laughs> like, you know, even like, that like, stint in Baltimore, like no, he, he was actually, still yeah. I mean, he when was he had still an interception. Playing. He had a little thing fell over his face. He's trying to run and everything. It was yeah. He, I mean, he. I mean, that would be the guy you break. The, that's yeah, you had to. When you talk about generational player, that's that's Dion. That's yeah. prime time all day. That's all day. Uh, Austin, anything that you can think of that maybe the Rams need to add that. I mean, you guys are probably having a lot of players coming and going because you signed a lot of right. one-year contracts. One-year contracts. No, uh, it, it's weird this year. You see the Rams kind of continue the trend of not uh, going for many free agency picks. You know, seeing all these big-name players go to different teams. And, you know, I think the gamble did work for them. Obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl, right? It right. did have all these young players. And, I mean, I, I think just sticking to that formula right now and kind of building upon uh, – what we've already got is uh, structured, obviously making sure some of those players aren't leaving. Cause right now we have obviously a very young team, right? right. Not very many big name stars, but as these kids start to play more, other teams are going to come pounding down. And so right. we kind of, right now we're lucky we've got an inexpensive team, but that's kind of a double edged sword too, because if another team comes along, offers your players more, they're going to split. So exactly. I, I think having solid backups for, you know, um, a lot of these positions, maybe a good backup quarterback. I know that's some area that we need right now, but other than that, I really think I'm so kind of proud. not scared like golf. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I think you guys are approaching free agency well because you guys did spend a lot of money last year, right? Right. Right. So, like, they're not bringing Sue back. You, you know exactly. You can't afford to bring Sue back because now the salary cap is a problem, right? Mm. So you guys have less than the salary cap, so you guys are probably going to build through draft. Which is probably the best way to go. Sure. Because, I mean, those players are going to obviously cost less. You can probably find a nice backup quarterback, which Joe's going to touch on here in a little while. Because there's a couple quarterbacks that are not named Kyler Murray that I think are a lot better which than I, Kyler I, Murray. I can't wait to hear this because I don't know anybody else besides Kyler Murray and uh, that one guy from Ohio State. Oh, um, Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, that's like it. And then yep. Will Greer. And that's about it. <laughs> that's the only three I know at the moment. So that's funny. I didn't rate him very high. Oh. <laughs> so um, for the Niners, what do you the think? The Niners, man. Well, I've been looking through what we've been picking up, and you know, I look through the comments, and some fans are like, "Let them build," and other people are like, "You know, somebody's always gonna have something to bitch about." Right. But I think I like the pickup of Tevin Coleman. I thought that was a really good pickup because it's a nice pick. Our our uh, Jared McKinnon, we don't know how he's gonna be when he comes back, and right. then um. Moss Rat, right. we we got him for Moss Rat. I don't know what's it. He we got him for three years, so I, I like that because he's a nice to change of pace back. And then um, we also have uh, Brita 
and right. he's he's kind of he's not as durable. Yeah. So I like that pickup. Um, I think who else we got? We got uh, we signed, we signed uh, Jimmy Ward, which mm-hmm. I don't know why we signed him back to a one year deal because yeah. I think he, I don't I don't think he can cover anybody. Yeah. But I guess you know you got to go with what you got. Oh, I'm trying to think. Of I, I I think I think in in regards to that aspect of why you bring him back because. There's obviously so many needs that you guys probably yeah, want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't waste like that first round pick on going after a and corner. See, and that's why I understand that, you know, you know what like I mean? and and um and I think we need to go defense in the draft. I'm hoping we get Nick Bosa. You guys probably are. I yeah. think we're gonna get Nick Bosa. Ohio I, State, right? Yeah, I like yeah. him. I've been watching a lot of highlight of him, and man, he's the only thing that I didn't like is that when he sat out. Yeah, when I didn't he like, sat out. I don't like that either, but. I, Maybe, I get it. I, I get I get it because you want to make money. You don't want to tear your body up in college ranks. I get it. You know, um, right. just like what people say about Zion, he should have sat out. But yeah. but yeah, I, I think I think I don't like it. But you know, he'll be. It obviously didn't hurt the draft stock, right? Yes, it's mm-hmm. not hurting it at all. I thought it would have hurt it, but no. Everybody's like Bosa number one, so They're eating it up. But if he has a crappy year, dude, we have to get pressure on the quarterback. Our, for so long, even when we had Harbaugh, we would never get pressure on the quarterback. Right. One, that's been our weakest area for a long time. We need to get a new strength and conditioning coach because we keep getting injured yeah. every you, single you guys game. Did last year. Every single game. What? They got a strength and conditioning coach. Oh, they cut oh, it? Oh, last year. Well. Last year, mid-year, they cut Because after all the injuries, they cut it. They cut, they cut oh, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, we keep, cause we keep getting injured, you yeah. know. But I think I think defense, I was hoping we would have got Earl Thomas. But, you know, I was hoping he would have saw Richard Sherman there and be like, hey, you know, let me go team up with my old buddy. But that right. didn't work out. So, But I think defense is our biggest thing. I, I hope Jimmy G coming back, being healthy. Um, the running game, I think we have a solid running game. If we can build upon Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, if they can, you know, and then we have uh, Kittle too, which I'm, oh, that's right. I'm super yeah. excited no, to see. Kittle's, how can, Kittle's Kittle was, nice. Kittle, Kittle was catching it from uh, Bethard and um, – and Mullins, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping we'll see what he can do with Jimmy G now that he's broke out. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I'm, 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 I'm praying that we, you know, we can build off that and and our defense can, you know, stop somebody. Because when we had Harbaugh, we weren't scoring in the red zone, but now that we have Shanahan, we're actually scoring a lot more, which I like. We just need that defense to be short up. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we kind of touched a little bit transitioning here um, of how we feel like our team's handling free agency. I, I think Dallas did horrible. Rams can't really do much either, and right. then the, and then San Francisco has to play as cautionary yeah, as possible. Yeah, we have to be cautious. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. go over splurge because you still got the draft coming up, and you guys are in a good oh, position also, in the draft. Just one more thing with Quan Alexander sure. and D Ford. I like those pickups. Um, I D Ford. I, I like him as a player. Um, and 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 a lot of these uh, Lynch is giving them a, a salary cap friendly deals. You know what I mean? That's not going to hurt us in the long run. Right. So I like that as well. Nice. Um. So let's let's put ourselves in in, in the place of like a GM or an owner. Uh, what would be the strategy going into this year's draft? I know you kind of touched on it, defense. but like defense. So we were talking Nick Bosa, but let's just say in the realm of it's not going to go right, right? So Nick Bosa's off the board. What's another thing that you target? So say like if we like trade back. Trade back, Because I was say, I don't think the Cardinals. No. I'd be surprised if they don't pick Kyler. Um, if we trade back, um, you know who I really like? That Greedy Williams from LSU, the corner. A cornerback. If we trade back far enough, I wouldn't be mad if they took Greedy Williams. Um... Other than that, because uh, corner was something yeah, that we said yeah. that you and need to address. And then also, there's Rashawn Gary. There's a lot of defensive tackles that we could take that are good, like Ed Oliver, Rashawn Gary. Um, so if we traded back, I would either, I would like either a D line or maybe a corner. Nice, you know, because at two, 
I'm pretty sure Nick Bosa is going to be there, so I think we're going to take him. Right. No, yeah. absolutely. Barring the fact that you guys trade back or somebody gives you something yeah. absolutely good and you guys only move back a couple of spaces. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think if you guys drop back to like 10, I don't think Greedy's Remember, there. that's what we did when we um, got, I think, Solomon Thomas with the Chicago Bears. We switched. The switched. Name. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I honestly think we're going to do that possibly. If, if, But I don't know. If you I get think, good compensation, it's, it's a yeah, good. Yeah. But if it's kind of like, hey, let's just switch spots and here's a 2020 third round, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, mm, it's not worth it. You know, I want your second round, too. I won't too. be mad yeah. if we do trade back and we don't get Nick Bosa, but we get something. I, I won't be mad at that, but I really want him. So Nick Bosa is going to yeah, be the way yeah. to go. Austin, anybody that stick out to you? Man, I, I was trying to go over uh, some of the Bulls swore, but, you know, at this point, I, I got to you, you mentioned backup quarterback. Yes. Is that something that would be that would be in a... Do the Rams even have a first-round pick? At the very end, I think. Oh, they didn't give it up in anything? No, I don't oh, okay. think so. Okay. No, I think they got like the 31st pick. I thought right. they gave it up for uh, Brandon um, Brandon Cooks. That's what I thought. I thought they... Oh, uh, I don't think I don't oh, think okay. that was going to be this year. Oh, okay, I think, okay. Yeah. Further. Yeah. Um, huh. No, I, I, I still think backup quarterback would be good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was really happy with our team this year. Maybe it's just kind of being starstruck, you know, being a Rams fan for a long time and not really getting to see another era of them going to the playoffs of playing hardcore, you know. Uh, right. I, but right now, I think we just need to keep building on what we've got. And uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about the Rams right now? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say defense. defense, too. Yeah, I think um, – well, why would you pick defense? The call they played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that was just, like, a big – I understand they were a young team. Sure. I kind of knew that was going to happen already. But, like, their defense is completely – Melting. Yeah. Yeah. And you're supposed to be a very high rated defense and they did that. But even but even if they stopped like they didn't the, the, the Patriots didn't score a lot of points, you still thought the defense was played terribly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think here's the thing. Like I get what you're saying. I was just I was know, gonna just, bring it up. Oh, and just to confirm, yes, Rams pick thirty one. Okay. Um so the, the the problem is you guys made it to the Super Bowl. I'm gonna say that's a problem because who you guys played. Mm. Tom Brady just dissected you guys. And here's why I think the Rams beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. The Cowboys would line up in a defensive formation getting ready to go. Jared Goff, though, and I started catching on to it before the commentator started mentioning it, mm. he would stand up and was like looking around, and you can kind of see him cover his ear, and he'd look to the coach's sideline. Oh. Sean McVay was giving him did, plays. Did, did you hear what they said? That they said because it cuts off at 15, at 15 seconds. seconds. So he was getting, and then that's how Bill, Bill Belichick was able to, to flip that to on flip him. that on him exactly because because would, the Cowboys would just line up and then he'd get okay and then they would go and then they would change the play mm. yeah and he'd be like no we're doing this we're yeah, doing this. yeah yeah that's why they tore us apart because all yeah. of a sudden like we couldn't play defense but could not audible or do nothing to switch but yeah. we played defense against Seattle perfectly fine yep. right yep so I think the problem was. Jared Goff not being able to make his own reads. He was playing too much of a system quarterback, letting Sean McVay play quarterback, mm-hmm. and he wasn't playing quarterback. But he's, he hasn't been a very bright quarterback, though. No, not at all. Sometimes his decision-making is like horrible, but now that we know that it probably wasn't him making those decisions, he's what he needs to take away from that is like, dude, I need to learn how to read defenses a lot better. That's going to sure. be interesting going forward. It is, because so now people are going to mess with them. People know now, so it's like, speaking of Jared Goff, but yeah, but yeah, but um, but yeah. Now the, I'm I'm interested to see how he's gonna be able to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. I'm really gonna be interested to see what the Rams do if yeah. he can adjust to that and be able to. Yeah, because now that teams know, oh, you can't call your own plays. All right, we got you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now we're gonna give you different looks. We're gonna disguise yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna give you like um, like different shift formations in front of the defensive line. So we're not gonna come on. We're gonna pull a lot of stunts. You're gonna they're gonna throw them off, and it, it's gonna be up to him to dissect of what they're doing to him. 
So transitioning to Joe, Joe, obviously, what do we need, dude? Like, uh, uh, like if you're Jerry Jones right now, what's the first move you make? Pick, other than what other, pick? what's up? What pick? Uh, we don't got a first round pick. We traded for Amari Cooper. That's right, for Amari. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. We don't we don't pick until fifty eight in the second round. I don't know. We get a safety corner. Safety corner. Maybe Defense. a wide. Maybe a wide receiver. I like another wide receiver to pair with Amari. I I, I think well, obviously number two, but I got it in the second round pick. I don't know. It's it's kind of stretching it. Yeah, especially because we're at the bottom end of it too. Yeah. So. And then Houston picks twice before us, and then Philadelphia will pick twice before us. So they've got. They we're gonna have to take the best player available. I think. Yeah. Uh, at that point. At that point. A, na- a name that's popping out is a safety. If you guys ever want to go look, just check up on it. His name is Juan Thornhill. He's from uh, University of Virginia. He's University of Virginia. No, he's actually Virginia, and he's a he's a he's, solid yeah. safety. Yeah. He's a nice ball hawk. The only thing is, is he's a little bit too. He trusts like what he sees a little bit too much, and sometimes he gets bit like really mm. bad. Okay, um, he over pursues very yeah. very yeah. much so. But he's he's very talented. I mean, that stuff's coachable. And me and Joe like the idea like if you're coachable, then hey, that's a quick adjustment. That's not a problem. You know, mm-hmm. we'll tell you don't do that. You know, kind of like a little smack on the ass, like. Don't do that, you know, and eventually you'll learn not to do that. But it's one thing to have, like, bad footwork, your eyes aren't in the right spot, you know, you're running right next to a wide receiver and you don't get your head around and you Can play the just wide... off talent. Yeah. Like you're just a talented player. If you're just a, a fast guy, if you're... exactly, and that's what me and Joe really oh, like yeah, to yeah, preach. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can be an athlete all you want, but if you don't know how to play the play position, position yep. you're going to suck, yeah. you know, yeah. going to the next level. You can look nice on TV for college because there's players coming in and out, players with the same jersey number, too. Like, they'll come in and out, so one player looks nicer than the other, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, he's actually pretty good. No, you suck, dude. Put that, put that stuff in a real system, you're going to get chewed up all day. Could you imagine being being these analysts that have to spend time on hundreds and hundreds of films on, like, all these guys coming out? Oh, that's cr- I would love to. Don't get me wrong, I'd lo- because you know they only watch, like, two or three games, right? That's it? Yeah, they only watch two or three games per player, and those are the best games that you can find on that. But that's the problem. You find two good games, and you find the one game where he just got beat the hell up to figure out, okay, well, what do we need to work on? Mm, Like, this is what he does really well. Like Joe says, highlights make you look good, but I need to watch a game to really dissect, like, if that's really your instincts or if you're just, you're adjusting or if you're not adjusting, like, what is it, what's that, what what exactly is going on? But imagine being that guy and being wrong, being like, hey, we need to pick this guy first. Like, (laughs) he's... yeah, you pick him, and then he's a bust. And then like, he's a bust, and then everybody look at you. The Richard Christmas Sherman, party mm-hmm. line. They said Richard Sherman was not going to be good at all. Oh, of course. Yeah, he. That's that's why he had the chip on his shoulder. He had a, a thuggish attitude. He had a shitty attitude. Well, he wasn't does, a good teammate. So. He still does, but, <laughs> but he's a good he's football an, player. He's a though. good football player. He has all these issues, but he's a good football player. But it, he he means well. Right. No, he does. Yeah, you know and he's he very. You know what? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how it was in college with him because he went to Stanford. Right. You know, it's prestigious Man. and everything. I wonder how he was over there. You know, oh, he's have you have you? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's very articulate. He's very he's most, smart. He's the most articulate thug I've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> that when he talks, like I listen, like holy smokes, dude! Like you, you really, you can conduct yourself really well. But when you're playing a sport, that 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 light switch gets turned off. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then that aggressive competitor inside of mm-hmm. you is kind of like, nah, f you, blah blah blah, and then you turn into that guy. I'm a you thug, know, thug. Which I'm I'm perfectly fine with. You know, and it, that came out on that uh, interview with Aaron Andrews. Oh. Don't ever talk about me, crap oh, cheek. Oh, no. he, he went straight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And that wasn't under the ball. That ball was a little higher. It would have been a caught, and then he would have been 
then it would have been yeah, 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 it would have been, <laughs> yeah, been, been totally yeah, different. Yeah, he was talking about Crabtree, and I'm like, well, Crabtree probably would have caught it if it was a little higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't but understand. you know, it was yeah. just Sherman had. Yeah. It is what it is, but that yeah. play could have went differently. It could have, it could have very much. <laughs> well. And Crabtree would have been in the interview. Don't ever try to try me. Do <laughs> 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 the same thing. <laughs> oh man. All right, so obviously we'll go safety. Um, yeah. So let let's switch into this, Joe. Mm. Joe, we mentioned multiple times on the podcast. We probably told every single one of our friends with your experience of playing quarterback. Um, going into this draft, you know what's going to be the talk of the town is, is obviously going to be Kyler Murray mm-hmm. um, of Oklahoma. Obviously, he was a Heisman Trophy winner, going number one over the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, so they're probably going to trade Josh Rosen. With that being said, talk to us a little bit about uh, the listeners and as well as Ogans in Austin um, about some quarterbacks that you have and how you would rank them other than Kyler Murray and what do you like and what do, what don't you like. All right, so I have seven or eight different quarterbacks. Okay. I'm going to start with the bottom. Okay, so this guy's Kyle Schur, Schurmer. Schurmer? Or Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's 6'4", 225, okay? Okay. I like him because he has a high release. Out of all these quarterbacks, he's the only one that holds the ball over his shoulder when he releases. Really? Everybody comes, throws it down here. Right. I've always been taught to... Oh, high release, yeah. High release, yeah. never... But... He has okay, so he has a good high release. He has a strong arm, sets his feet pretty well. But he got beat up against Georgia really bad. Did he? Yeah, like it just it completely exposed him. His high release did nothing for. Him. He's six four, so he's a lot taller than me. So he should be able to throw over those defensive linemen. And they were batting the ball down at the line. Oh, so he was getting batted. Yeah. So oh. so and and he makes really bad reads. Mm, that was okay. like a big thing for me too. He made really bad reads and stuff like that. Wide open receivers, he were hitting him like nothing. But when in the pressure pocket, stuff like that, made really, really bad reads. Okay. So I ranked him number eight out of all the quarterbacks, okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Then I got Jared Stidham Stidham. From Auburn? From Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, yes. I ranked him number seven. Okay, so he's 6'2", 214. He was a li- I don't like it because he's a little on the s- small side. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he has a really strong arm, throws the ball high too. Uh, and he's not afraid to take a hit. That's what I liked about him too. Like he was a pretty good scrambling quarterback, and right. he wasn't afraid to take a hit. Like he didn't like slide he had to stay very often. Yeah, yeah sliding in the pocket, stuff like that. He didn't. He didn't really. He, he didn't really. It didn't knock off his balance no, or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 Alter no, no, his decision making. No, and then he sets his feet pretty well. That's what I did notice. But he also makes bad reads too. Really? Yeah. Like All right, just, so I'm seeing uh, the I think, I think he's more of. Um, like I don't know. Like he, he tries to make the plays happen. And it just doesn't always work in his So he's favor. forcing it too Yeah, much. I think if he just let the, the plays develop a little more, because uh, he was real quick on his plays, okay? So like on the slant route, he threw it like half a second early. If he would have waited, let the guy clear the linebacker, it would have been at least 15 yards from what I would have assumed. Right. But because he threw it, it was only a two, three-yard gain. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. if he waited a little bit, just let him clear that. Yeah. That would have been fine. Now that now that comes down to vision, right? Because a quarterback, obviously, he knows where he's going with the ball because he mm-hmm. sees the formation. But he's got to be able to notice that that linebacker is away from where he needs to be. Right. So there is that pocket. So yeah. that's or why Joe said yeah. he can or run a little read bit that. More. Actually, this is my favorite play on Madden is throwing the slants. You guys ever play Madden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mine is actually the when you do the, come, the curl. The curl. The curl. Oh, <laughs> curl because you just... Boom! Right there, right yeah. before, not even turning. Then you get you get the because the uh, the corner can't even you know adjust to, to that. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. right. I'm doing that one. But the slant is also the good. slant. Yeah. slant's my favorite because it's so it's a video game. So you know the linebackers either gonna do one or two things. So you either throw it quick or you wait. But mm-hmm. if you wait, it's easily 15, 20 yards in Madden. Like 
every oh, single yeah. time. Oh, yeah, if you wait a little bit. Yeah, because yeah, clear, clear, the linebacker clear. comes up. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you just so, wait, let him clear. Yeah, so I, I always you. feel like I have an advantage because right. like I, I can see defenses. I can do. I can read everything, you know what I mean? It's not me just playing a video game. So I, can, I, I pick apart what's going on. So right. that little thing, I think that's awesome. To, um, But, yeah, so I think he just needs to relax Be a patient. little more. Yeah, but, okay. so I gave him number seven. Okay, that I would pick. And then uh, Clay Thornson. Thornton. Yeah, from uh, what? Northern, Northwestern? Where is Northwestern, that right? Yeah, Northwestern, yeah. He's 6'4", 227. Okay, yeah, okay he ha- he's a very good runner. He's very accurate. Very accurate. Okay. I like this guy a lot. He sets his feet. He has a good... He has a high release, but he holds the ball low. That's what I didn't like. So he, he has to wind up a lot more right. than... Y- being here, sitting it throwing here. it here, Watch. so he has to like wind. It's like a baseball throw. That's like, like a baseball wind up. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, what a lot of these quarterbacks had nowadays. They're baseball yeah. slash football guys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. like a it's like a good error. But he runs first, okay, because he knows he knows his game, so he knows I can run, okay. But he right. he so he doesn't look down the field first. Mm-hmm. His first option is where can I run? Oh, and that's shit. what I didn't like about him. Oh, dang. That's the so only... he's, he's planning an exit strategy right. before the play yeah, happens. When he's in the pocket and stuff and he throws, he's good. But he, uh, yeah, so he's not really getting pressured, maybe a little bit, but he's real quick, okay, I'm gone. Oh, and shoot. I'm going to run. Oh. Instead of, and instead of just, okay, I'm going to scramble, maybe see something open, then run, he's like, okay, I'm just going to the sideline, turning it up. You know what I mean? Make so you've easy. determined that that's probably not the way that the play is designed. No, but he's no, improvising it's not. No, yeah, definitely not. It's just him... This okay. is what I'm doing, and I know I can get 10 to 15 yards. Okay. Much. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's a good runner. He's a very good runner. I just, mm. so I gave him six. Okay. All right. So, a lot of people probably be mad, but Dwayne Hoskins. The Haskins? Ohio, yeah. You got him at fifth? I, ha- I have him number fifth, though. Watch. I'm going to explain this. Okay. Ooh. So, he has a very strong arm, but he throws off his back foot a lot. Oh, shoot. I do not like that. So, oh, instead of shoot. stepping I... into his throws, he's throwing like this. He's trusting his arm strength too much. That's yeah. a no-brainer for me. I don't like that. Okay, he needs to set his feet more. If he sets his feet a little more, he'd be, he'd be way more accurate than he is. Yeah. Right Right now, he's just relying too much on his arm. Okay, but he's a good pocket passer. Staying yeah. in the pocket, most of the plays I, I, I found in games, he, he was always in the pocket. He didn't want to scramble very much. Yeah. So that was good. He's a very good pocket passer. His touch is very questionable. On his fade routes and stuff like that, I was watching those. So when he throws them, he's always overthrowing them, I feel like. He's always overthrowing them, not On reading fades. them. Yeah, or underthrowing them. Okay. Okay, so it's either... You want to draw right here, kind of like with your finger, and show them like what a fade okay, route so You guys are familiar with the fade oh, route? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, so you come up, and then you kind of just will it out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just straight to the sideline, okay? So All you're right. more on the sideline. You want to catch it on the outside. So the sideline's here. I want to catch it on this side. Mm-hmm. And the reason because, for that is because it takes a defender out of the equation. Yeah, so nobody's there. So it's either yeah. I'm going to catch it or it's overthrown. Yep, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But he's always underthrowing it, so his receiver's having to make plays and stuff like that. I didn't like it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're athletic receivers. They can do it. You know what I mean? But you can't always do that. Yeah, because now, now, now it turns into a 50-50 ball when you have to <laughs> yeah, turn around. Yeah. Because yeah. then the corner's going to turn around and be like, okay, I got this. I just got to get my right. hand on it, you know? Which, see, if he would have corrected his footing and not throwing off his back foot, stepped into it a little more, it'd be fine. It'd be over the shoulder. It'd be perfect and stuff yeah. like that. So that's why I ranked him number five. Oh, okay, okay. So number four is Daniel Jones from Duke. 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 Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I love this guy. I really, really, really do. But he holds, the, he holds the ball low. Very, very low. For as big as he is, yeah. he holds it pretty darn low. Okay, he has good speed. He's a very good scrambler. He has a strong arm. He has good touch on the fade routes. He's he way better than um, this guy, Ohio State's dude. Yeah. He's a good pos- pocket passer. 
but his um his quick passes um they're not very accurate okay, okay. so once he gets the ball and he throws like you know like the slant routes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. not very accurate he's always throwing really really low receivers having to make a good like having to make a good catch and stuff like that like right. uh makes very bad reads and the ball doesn't come out very nice it's kind of like i know those balls are very hard to throw but I mean, going into the NFL and stuff like Are that. Are you saying that the ball comes out ducky, like from his hands, like from grip? Yeah, from like oh, his, I think okay. he's gripping it too tight, and like he's anxious. Yeah, very anxious. Like, okay, I know this is a quick play, so yeah. it's not. They're not coming, and that's why I think they're going low. If yeah. I think he just sets it a little bit more, it'd be fine and stuff like that. So. And, and and just for the listeners too, the way you grip the ball, I mean, with, Joe has bigger hands than me, but I mean, we we're both able to throw a football very well. Mm-hmm. But we keep a, at least a finger gap. So like when we have the ball in our hand, we can fit our finger in here mm, okay, because we're okay. not we're not squeezing the football because we trust the rotation and the supination of our arm yeah, to yeah. be able to push the ball off, trust our arm, trust our feet, and then obviously use our body. But when a quarterback squeezes the ball too tight, he doesn't have control on release. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. usually when the fingers rub against the laces, or mm. if you don't have laces, it's even worse. But fingers will rub against the laces a little bit too much, so not causing the ball to rotate enough, but kind of putting it on an off axis. And that's where and you get the dunk. Yeah, yeah. And those are ugly. Those are ugly. Okay, so I liked him. Number three, Drew Locke from Missouri. Missouri. This guy <laughs> has a cannon does. of an arm. Does he? Yeah, like literally, it's all arm strength with this guy. And this guy's throwing like 60, Oh, yeah, yards. I've heard about that about him. He, he has an arm on him, yeah. Not even stepping up into the throw. It's just like, like casually mm. and that balls launching dude i was really? super impressed <laughs> oh i'm a, okay. i'm happy hold on drew lock oh you ever heard of drew lock oh of course oh, i have okay. but i'm about to, I'm about to put on the highlights no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drew Locke is the highlights drew Locke is like, okay so but he relies too much on his arm strength okay. that's the only thing okay you know what i mean he, he knows yeah. he had a good arm so he's like he needs to step he needs yeah. to step into his throws more yeah. and stuff like yeah. that obviously like that you know what i mean he can he can scramble Throws off his back foot too, mm-hmm. but without arm strength. And it's bad mechanics because I got this arm. I don't need to step in. I don't need to do yeah. this. So he's always like, he's all, yeah, I can like throw that. from any angle. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. You know what I mean? And he's pretty accurate though. For just being thrown, thrown off his back foot and just his arm strength, he's pretty like accurate. So you're saying like if, we, if, if we can tweak with him planting that foot. Yeah, stepping right? into throws, stuff stepping like Stepping into it, you know, yeah. and probably just mm-hmm. rotating a little bit He's like more. a Joe Flacco. You remember Joe Holy Flacco's pro day? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just being able to cannon it. Like, yeah. pretty much like that, but I think this guy's way more athletic than Joe, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has freaky arm strength. Like, I know Joe Flacco now is not, but when Joe Flacco yeah. oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. came, came out, my team. I know. it was him and Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. right? When they both came out, dude, they were slinging. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I, and he, I hadn't but he seen... was just this lob, but he was like, I don't know, he's like six five, six, six four. four. Mm-hmm. He's very tall. Yeah, he's a tall dude. dude. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Yeah. He, he looked like a lob. I mean, out he there, doesn't look like a lob though. He, <laughs> he, does. he, he does. just freaking cannoned it on his. I like that. Uh, so uh, this guy's a better. Drew Lock is what six three, six three, two twenty three. Okay, so he's got good size on. Yeah, him. he had good size and stuff like that. You but don't I want him to go up in weight either. No, he's he's fine where he's at. He just needs to work on his foot strength. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll get Greer. Greer. Okay. Oh, he's, my, yeah, he's, my, sh- he's my favorite. Yeah. Dude. He showed me him, but I'm gonna put him at number two. Okay. Oh. Okay. He's six two. He's two eighteen. He holds the ball very low. Has very good arm. Needs to set his feet more. Yeah. I, I told you that. Yeah. Right. Uh, he throws off his back foot a lot, but what I like about him when he scrambles, he keeps his eyes downfield. Yeah. Okay. So he's a very good scrambler. He wants to make the pass first before he needs to run. Right. He's 
he's a very good player. I would have put him number one. Actually, I was gonna put him number one, but Ooh, then. Woo! But then. But who took over? I seen Ryan Finley from NC was it? State. Yeah, NC North Carolina State. State. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, who's two? Who's three? Did you do three? Did I skip three? No, no, no. You you read eight. There's wait, there's did, five. There's four. Oh, Drew Locke was three. Drew Locke was three. Drew Locke oh, okay. was three. Wilgers number two. And then Ryan Finley. North Carolina State? Yeah. So he's 6'4", 205. He's very accurate. He has very good touch. I didn't find anything really wrong with him. Hmm. Nothing what? wrong. Yeah. Nothing. Like, Nothing like wrong. Hardly. I watched four different games. I watched his highlight reel. I didn't find anything really wrong. Yeah, he throws off his back foot every now and then, but it's not... It's not mechanical. It's not mechanical. That's it's just, just kind of like, hey, I, I have no just, other way to go with yeah. it. Yeah. So, I didn't find very anything wrong with him. And honestly, I would pick him over all these guys. He's Holy... Very, he's very crap. athletic, has a good arm strength. He, I mean, he runs, he has a nice... What are they projecting him to go? Ryan Finley? I, I, his name's not even on radar, yeah, I haven't even, He might be, be like a sophomore. Uh, Ryan... What is it, Finley? Yeah, Finley. NC State... I apologize. I should have had this note ready to go. Um, mock draft. Mock draft. And he's from Arizona. Is he really? Yeah. I just seen that right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I, out of the out of all of those sevens, watching the films and a couple games, I liked him the most. Oh man, that's. I think the other ones are just hype. It's the teams they're with. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got players. This guy, he had players, but not. I was like when players. I was like when those quarterbacks come from like the the schools that they don't have really that great yeah. like players receivers and those or whatever. those are the, and those are the Carson Wentz yeah yeah and those you know yeah I mean? Carson Wentz um Joe Flacco when he came from Delaware yeah. um even Ben Roethlisberger from Miami Ohio you know right, like exactly. those type so of, it's not always the big name schools. yeah it's not always the big name schools yeah no yeah. It, it doesn't have I mean it doesn't have Jerry to be exactly. Rice right yes it doesn't have so to this be. is what I'm Shannon Sharp I think they just build a lot of hype because of the team they're around of you know yeah Ohio State's what they lose one or two games a year if that you know what I mean like right. Yeah, he's gonna look good. I could throw passes to those receivers if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you got but this guy's very good mechanically. I like him a lot. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm just pulling up the the, the notes really quick because I'm pretty excited that you. I picked him. Okay, so do you pick him or Kyler Murray? Well, you take Kyler Murray just because of his do stock, you think, do right? You think, do you think Arizona takes Kyler Murray? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with Josh Rosen? Ryan, they're already tra- They're gonna trade him. I think they're gonna trade you him. You give up on Josh Rosen already? Yeah. The, but the, but he didn't, the, get, a, he didn't the, get a fair chance. No, though. he didn't. But the head coach is already. I know. He's already said that. He he. <laughs> if he has a chance, I'm trying to defend it. Like, all right, yeah. Like, I already know what it is. I would you know? keep him. I would. I, I would like, keep you him know too. What? We made that decision. Let's roll it out. Give him a little bit. I'm ne- I'm never been a big fan of drafting quarterbacks and starting them the first year. No, I've never I, been I a fan hated of that. I never. I've never been a big fan of that. I hate that. I think that's the thing because they set those players up for failure. You know what I mean? Because I know, back in the day, they Bradford. used to let him sit yeah. and all this stuff. You, you, and now, you got the wave is just throw him out there. Yeah, now. Sam Bradford. That's that's yeah. a perfect thing. If he did not go to St. Louis and he sat anywhere else, he'd be probably still playing and great. Because yeah. he's not bad, right? He's hung around the the league for a long time. Sure. He has his moments of like, okay, Shots out to Sam I'm Bradford. a developer. Still getting money. Yeah, <laughs> still getting money. Oh, he's still got still paid. Getting money. Whatever it takes. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But if he would have sat and just. If it was just any other team at that point, because they were really bad, you know yeah. what I mean. Oh, so yeah. he, he would have <laughs> so been. Think Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been Aaron Rodgers if he hadn't sat. If he would have went to a team that he played right away. Aaron Rodgers was good, but if he didn't sit behind Brett Favre, but but behind Brett Favre, For, yeah. which Brett Favre didn't want to 
teach him anything or anything. Brett Favre didn't but want to teach him anything. Brett Favre was in the system with all these other coaches who were willing to coach Aaron. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, he, I got you. He, yeah, didn't yeah. A, he, needed, he didn't need to no, learn anything from Brett Favre right. other than maybe, you know, hey, maybe you should make this read or whatever. He right. didn't need to do that. He had the coach's staff already for him. Yeah. 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 So he went into a good system. Because let's be realistic. I mean, nobody was going to teach Aaron Rodgers how to throw like Brett Favre. Brett Favre has an absolute freaking cannon. Even at 50-something years old, that guy rockets the ball and it snaps oh, yeah. super loud when it touches your hand. You know, that guy can probably break mm. our hands if we're not conditioned. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. It's nasty. That's true. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that, but Aaron Rodgers has this thing where it doesn't matter where he's at or what angle his body or what direction he he's running. He's going to make a throw. But, but to be fair, his wide receivers know Aaron's in trouble. We got to go back and we need to make a play. So they all come back. Most players will run around. They're like, oh, the quarterback's scrambling. So they kind of just do this, yeah. whistling Dixie, right? Mm-hmm. But no, it's not his player. Those guys will come back. Randall yeah. Cobb, when they beat us yeah. in that playoff game, he was like, he looked back and he saw it and he backpedaled a little bit. He looked at, made eye contact with Aaron, and then he ran to the sideline and threw his hands up. And Aaron was yeah. like, yeah, easy. It's mm. a system. You know? Ryan Finley is projected to go round two or three. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Not bad. His hand size. Do you do you feel like to what team? Do they know what team? That was no. actually what I was gonna ask you as well. No, no, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't project. It, it, anything. It, they just projected. I was actually gonna ask you when you were going off the quarterbacks, the hand size, because I thought about that with the whole, you know, like, do you guys look into the hand size? Yeah, I think. Well, hand, I mean, hand size is important because you got to be able to hold on to the ball when right. you get hit. You know? But I think once you're in college, that's that, that's like high school stuff. I mm-hmm. think you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like once you get into a college, like. Either you have the hand size for a quarterback or you don't. Yeah. And they kind of just tell you that. And, and they'll, they'll tell you that. So, like, I mean, if you're throwing in college, you probably have a decent hand size. Hand size, to me, it, it means a lot. I think it's super important. I think if you look at quarterbacks that have, like, bigger hands, they usually throw prettier balls. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit here and say, okay, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. Yes, I am. Troy Aikman had 10.25-inch hands from the thumb to the finger to the pinky. That's 10 inches. My, my hand's only 9. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he had a full other inch, so he can grip the ball. Longer fingers. His hands are huge, but he always threw a pretty ball. There, I mean, every now and then, if there was a duck, he's probably running, but he threw a gorgeous ball. Steve Young threw a really pretty ball for being a lefty, you know? And I'm not yeah, saying yeah. lefties can't throw balls, but it doesn't matter where Steve Young was. He threw pretty balls. Steve Young had decent-sized hands. I think as long as you're in the 9.5 range and bigger, yeah. bigger that's good. That's gonna... And I think for defensive edge rushers... Big hands are important because, like, when you grab somebody, they need you to be able to yep, hang on to yep, them. You know what I mean? Yep. If you have small hands and someone's moving around, man, you're just <laughs> like, get that little thing. Get that little You know, it's probably not going to do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, well, thanks for breaking that down. Uh, I think it gives me a lot more insight to look because Ryan Finley. Yeah, thank you for breaking that down so I can go back and look at these these quarterbacks. Okay. So, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Finley. Not just the highlights, though. You guys got to check yeah, out. No, no, I am. Because yeah, yeah. I looked at the highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah, the highlights are pretty and stuff like that. But even in highlights, I find little things wrong. So uh, I was gonna ask you that, like all these little mechanical issues, like where they throw the ball, all those things. If you're coming out of college, right, you're going to a pro team. Like, how do those coaches begin to fix you? Because like obviously well, you're they, they notice your all these things. And here's another question: How come these college coaches don't like? If you notice that stuff, how come these college coaches don't notice that and try to fix that before they get to the pros? Or is it they don't care? They just I want to say they, I want to just... say they do try to touch on it, but at the same time, it's like. You got a star, you're going to let him play. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking when in college, these coaches, they just want to let these players like play. Win me some games. That's all I care about. That's yeah. Give me my five million that's per year. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then so when they go to the NFL, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we got to, yeah, okay. That's yeah. yeah, and then a lot of these things could be fixed in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these high school coaches, again, they just want to play. They're just there to yeah. play, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if you think about it, um, unless 
let's just use the, the typical analysis, okay? It, unless you're in Texas, in high school, you're not really going to throw the ball very much. Right, we talked about that. Right, it, it's yeah. primarily going to be running, running, running. What Portoville High School did last year and threw that ball, like, out of the spread formation. Sophomore slinger. <laughs> perfect. It was great because it's something you don't see in football. That's why they were able to capitalize on Menachi. That's why they are able to capitalize and stay close to other teams. Because they're doing. That's what I hate. But then they lose to Wasco. That's what I hated when I was in high school, like when I first uh, did the freshman team, and all we did was run. But I thought, because I want to be wide receiver, I said, I want to be Jerry Rice out here. I want to be catchy (laughs) stuff. All we did was run the ball, and I blocked. You're a block. You're a blocker. I was like, what the? And yeah. we had this one thing where we had the reverse, so I'd go go right here and catch it. Yeah, but other than that, we didn't throw the ball. And when we did throw the ball, interception. But then it, it, it translates to college as well. So then they put you to strength. They're like, hey, Joe came out of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Joe's a good scrambler. Uh-huh. Let's build the offense around Joe. Let's let's do some wing T shit. Because if you put Joe in a wing T, it's nasty. You know what I mean? Because all he's doing, he just has a couple of jobs. Read the defensive end. Say, okay, you're going to take the ball. Or, hey, he's staying. He's not doing anything. I keep the ball. I'm going to go over here and run. Okay, wide receiver's open. I'm going to dump it. Oh, you know what? Wide receiver's not open. I'm going to run it. Very easy, very n- not hard system, and I think that's what college coaches. That's do. why we thought about when uh, with Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. um, him running the ball, and how we thought it was it was weird that Calvin Johnson came out of that system and still went number two and still you know put up numbers because I was like he was in a you he, know he was in a running system. Yeah, he was in a, in a option system. Yeah, but I thought when, that was. But when you see a freak like that, Calvin yeah, Johnson yeah. was just he was a freak. freak no, yeah, yeah. And then I think when he went to combine, that just. It just was... Yeah, it was kind of like, we need this guy. Yeah, he was freak, You know what I mean? Nature. It's hard to pass on a huge wide receiver with big hands who has his kind of speed. Because at that point, it's, you're playing basketball, you're just like, oh, I catch it, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not hard. And that's all Calvin Johnson did. He'd yeah. throw the ball up there. And you had a good slinger like Matthew Stafford to throw him the ball. Dude, that's... True. Match made in heaven, you True. know what I mean? True. Yeah. These mechanics are easy to fix, though, to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're, yeah, no. <laughs> they're, they're very easy to fix. Okay. It's pretty much just as in... Uh, it's like in boxing. You guys ever boxed before? No. Okay. He used to tie, my dad used to tie us a, a shoestring to our lace to make to our feet to make sure we were only twelve inches apart to keep our feet balanced. So oh. when we step back and stuff like that, we were never stepping too far back. Well, I actually saw it where they did it was a tire and yeah. both of them put their foot in the tire and they would just kind of yeah yeah yeah. Quarter, yeah. 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 So but okay. we have like Street. a stream. You know oh, okay. I mean? Okay. So okay. it's like we can only take baby steps. We oh, can only take baby steps okay. back. So we always were. Balanced. balanced. So it's pretty much the same thing. They can gotcha. do things like repetition, that. Repetition, repetition, drills. They'll create drills for them to make make sure they keep their low center of gravity, keep mm-hmm. their hips together, keep their mm-hmm. free, uh, feet together as well. And then they'll also have like drills like, hey, put your foot in the box and they'll outline, uh, um, outline like a little shape for your foot to be in yeah. and to make sure that your foot's pointed in the direction yeah. that you're going to be yeah. throwing. Because if your foot's wide out here, you're mm-hmm. very wide stance. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to look at my body. So if my feet are wide, yeah, I can't torque. Like, yeah. But if I can go right here, I can torque. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can get more spring in my body. Gotcha. It, it's easy to fix, like I said, though. But like we're going into his question, I don't think they uh, they really adjust it. Uh, when, uh, address it. Right. They don't address it too much. That's what I'm sure, yeah. It's kind of like, hey, you're a star. I know you can throw... Maybe the littler schools might, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we need to develop you a little more and stuff like that. But these bigger schools, these guys are stars, and yeah, they, they just, just let them, them play. Yep. Yeah, as long as you're, they're gonna make that college money. They don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? mm-hmm. that college is like we're gonna bank so many millions of dollars because people are gonna watch this kid. Which, by the way, I want to bring up to all of you guys really quick before we get in the last transition here. Yeah. Do you think yes or no questions? Do you think college athletes should be paid? Yes. Do you think yes, college? I would say yes. I would say yes. I don't say you pay but not them. not a crazy amount. You no. don't pay them NFL money, but no. you say, oh, hey, no, no, no. I think you pay them as if they're on a practice squad for a pro team. So like, hey, per game, you guys get like two thousand five hundred dollars. Nah, I think of it less than that because you give a college per like look at all the bad decisions these college players make without any money. 
Right, because they're just on full ride scholarships, oh, right? This is very true. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're getting, so imagine you give them that type of money. What that's like, what twenty five, two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to be on a practice squad, you give them that much money a year yeah. plus their full ride scholarship and all this stuff. They're just gonna they're I gonna make bad decisions. Gonna do all they're these gonna, things. Gonna you pay them like a part time job. Right, that's what I'm saying. Two thousand dollars like a game. That's like two thousand dollars in a week is not that bad. Yeah, but that's a lot for like a season. Could that mean so basketball players get paid more than football players? No, I would say well, the same. basketball players have more games. Not they in college. Have more but games. I, but what I think not is, in college. But what yeah, I yeah, because they yeah they have oh, all these tournaments, they have the tournaments and, and stuff like things. that. Yeah. Wow. Well, right? football brings in more money than basketball, right? Or is it the opposite? What's I up? think basketball gets paid Bas- more. Basketball gets because they don't have the cap space. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Basketball gets paid, and then it would probably baseball's first. I think baseball, basketball, NFL, Certain and then teams. hawker hockey gets paid crap. Like they they still get millions of dollars, but they don't get paid nearly mm-hmm. as much as the other ones. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think you pay them like a part time job. So during the season they make I don't know eleven an hour. I get that, say. but just like the risk of injury is always, I feel like they should be right. But that, a but bit that's more. the chance everybody takes, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, we want to make this. Yeah, group, you can be but, heavy equipment but at the operator, s- and you're getting paid like what? Let's just say you're you're working. You're uh, I don't know what they get paid. Let's just say you're getting twenty dollars an hour, but then you're working on skyscrapers, and you're like, God, dude, I'm not getting paid for my risk. You know what I mean? Like. I can slip and fall, uh, but then it's kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah. He's bringing so I, th- much I money, think so, I yeah. think it'd be right. a lot bigger. If we st- we were th- they were to start paying them, it'd be a lot bigger problems. Yeah, a lot of a lot so you of think those there'd be just a lot more. Just you think that paying them is a bad idea? You think they should be paid? But I think, think they should be paid, idea, but it's not, a bad idea. But it's a bad idea. Oh, okay. Like I okay. see why they don't. Like I'm like in between. Mm, I guess. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken, one of the things that we're not taking into consideration that these players know when they go to football, when they sign on to play football, basketball, baseball, or whatever. They do have insurance policies, so if something does happen, it's not like college players don't get cashed out. You know that, right? No, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, they so have insurance. Yeah, I did not know that. So in case anything does happen, let's say let's say if Tim Tebow, because he was a Heisman Trophy winner and he went to national championships, let's just say Tim were to get in an accident where his shoulder needed and he can no longer play football, oh, they can cash out on that insurance policy. They do understand. have they do have that stuff. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So See? they can't. They, it's not like they go away completely. So I think and they it's don't get fair. Money. You know what I mean? I, I think. I think you would take and consider. I would pay them above a little bit more minimum wage because no, I w- I would pay them in their means. So depending where you're at, you're gonna get paid more. So obviously in LA they get paid. A they're gonna more. get paid a little bit yeah. more. But okay. if you're in some you know Colorado state with you know some little town college whatever, right. you, you pay them, but pay them you know yeah. the four dollars an hour they make over there. Or yeah, whatever. because yeah. just what just what college gets from views in regards to the money like for all for like what they get from like tv deals and stuff yeah you can afford to pay these guys something you know what i mean yeah you know it's just not no because but then it it is hard too it is hard too that one thing that i did take in consideration what i was thinking about this was that the fact that you know how many colleges are in the united states whether you're in Division One, Division Two, Division Three, oh, Division Four, a lot. There's a ton. There's a ton. So of now each level of college is going to have to be in a different pay bracket because they don't yeah. bring in that kind of contract. You know, Division Five doesn't get on TV. Four doesn't get on TV. Three, uh, two, okay. One, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's too many it, problems. Yeah, man. it's really hard. Okay, so we'll transition from that. <laughs> so we got yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, no, maybe. maybe, and I'm kind of. It depends yeah, uh, how they how figure we, this. The, the money bracket. <laughs> they gotta figure it out. I'm, yeah, they I'm, gotta, I'm, I'm, that's I'm up to them. Getting not me. paid, but they they have to figure it out. Right. All right. So Ogans, really quick. Yes. Uh, a quick summarization. As a 49ers fan, what do you do to contend in the same division as the Rams, and can they dethrone them this year? Uh, or can they at least split a series, maybe split in the wild card, make the playoffs, or are you even thinking playoffs at this point? I'm thinking playoffs. Thinking playoffs. I'm thinking playoffs. I think we're going to go 10-6. and six. Beating the Rams? 
I think well, I, this is what I think. I think we lost to the Cardinals twice last year, which piss, pisses me <laughs> off. How do we lose? And those you didn't two, have Jimmy G. That is true. So I think we beat we we uh, uh, complete the series against Cardinals. Okay. I think Seahawks we go. I think Seahawks will go one and one, and I think with the Rams will go one and one. Okay. But I think we'll completely sweep playoffs. The Cardinals ten and six. Ten, you said. ten and six. Yes. Ten and six. Austin. Uh, Gotta stay healthy. Uh, going to the Rams. You guys made it to the Super Bowl. You guys fell victim to the goat Tom Brady, um, and the New England Patriots. Number number two quarterback, but <laughs> a little biased about Montana. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you're a Montana fan. Uh, going into next season, um, are you thinking about another Super Bowl? Uh, what were your feelings losing the Super Bowl, and do you think you guys can get there again? Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, I I think it's possible. I mean, I'm I'm thinking playoffs. I I. I think we can be contenders this year. I'm a little skeptical on if we can go all the way. I, I like you said, we made a lot of small deals, a lot of uh, you know, just keeping little players right, resigning and stuff. Right, exactly. Um, so I think it just depends on if we can stay uh, kind of in tune with that formula that we have. If uh, our quarterback lives up to the growing pains of not having a coach in his ear right the whole time. Um, right. So I don't know. I, I'm very hopeful for this next season, but I, I just I don't know if we can pull it off going back to the Super Bowl. What do you think right the record is at the end of the year? I don't know. I, I'm giving us at least eight wins. At least eight wins. Yeah. Okay. So you're being humble about it because I, yeah. I I'm, I'm seeing at least eight ten. Yeah. You know, from you guys. Just because there, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty over this next season, at least from where the Rams sit. Uh, uh, for the Rams, I think two things. I think it's Goff's growth. Yeah. And what's yep. going on with Gurley? There you go. Okay. So yeah, I think that that pretty well summarized there we go all right joe dallas cowboys where do they finish record wise <laughs> i don't know 10 and 6 i, I like the 10, yeah. I, like 10 to be and honest, 6 i think you guys will will um get this uh get the division again yeah i don't I, think, I hope so i don't think uh because washington oh well the giants are garbage disarray they don't know what they're doing right um redskins I they got Josh I, Norman and Landon Collins in that I backfield, st- though. I still don't. Oh yeah, but I still don't see them winning it. I think the only biggest threat you guys have is the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But Carson Wentz yeah. always injured. Now he doesn't have. They Nick don't have Foles. this. They don't have the security blanket of Nick Foles right. anymore. Mm-hmm. So so I guess we'll see. We oh, win our division, but I don't know. Play, playoffs. Play, playoffs are hard. Playoffs are hard for us, especially if Green Bay or the Rams are in playoffs. One cool question though yeah. about since we mentioned Nick Foles, yeah. the Jaguars deal. What do you think? What do you think moving forward with the Jags? Because I see that division being tougher because of um, Andrew Luck is is starting to play like he should have been. Right. Um, you have uh, um, Houston, um, the the Texans. You yeah. Have, yeah uh, t- Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Deshaun. There you go. Sean Watson, and then the Titans. I guess we'll see Marcus like, Mariota. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, what do you guys see with that? Um, I mean, t- I, I don't I, think Nick Foles does good in Jacksonville. I don't think he does good in Jacksonville. You either. think he was a Doug Peterson kind of system kind of guy? Yeah, he's just a role player because when he left, he left Philly before. Right. right, he went to go play for the Rams. Yep. Right. Did nothing good in the Rams. That's true. Nothing good. Came That's back true. to Philly, a role player. I think it was just the system. He knew that system like the back of his head. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, and it, it just planned out right. And then his, um, I, honestly, I think that de- that nasty defense helped them a lot. You know, um, I don't think they were blowing people away. I do have a lot of respect for Nick Foles for mm. one. I mean, oh, yeah. he won a Super Bowl. You know what yeah, I mean? And he was cool, calm, and collective. Crediting him. They I played. Just don't think. Right. He's going to be good in Jacksonville. No, oh, okay. I, I think in that division, um, I think the Colts are number one right now. The Colts would be my favorite just because of the way they played against us and the way they played the rest of that season. Yeah. And yeah. then I think Houston's a close number two. And so you see Jaguars being third? Because I think Titans ain't going to be, I mean. Uh, you know what? Titans and Titans and Houston, I would see I would see pretty close. Oh, and the, wow. reason, the reason why is because I think 
they were able to sign a couple of defensive players, and I think they're really honing in on that offensive line. And okay. if they get that offensive line going, they're going to have something similar to what Indianapolis has when they, tra- when oh, okay. they drafted okay. uh, um, Nelson. Mm-hmm. Whole dude, like I, I think that's going to be that's going to be an interesting pick. division. That was a very good pickup. I, I, I think Jacksonville last. I think maybe a year or two before they actually get going. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was uh, the wrap up. We I I told you once we start talking sports, it's hard to stop. So we're at right now about an hour six minutes in. <laughs> so I just want to wrap up the episode and and say thank you so much to Austin and Jonathan for joining us. Um, thank you so much for everything that you guys do. And go ahead and tell us about your podcast one more time. All right, yeah. So the Putnam Beat, uh, your go-to for local news, Tulare County area, and also some interesting national covers and uh, interesting perspectives, right, as uh, Jonathan tries to school me in some ways. And, uh, <laughs> about the black experience, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> teach, teach me. Uh, but, no, it, it's just a good spirit, experience. Everybody's kind of learning together. And, uh, hey, give us a listen. Uh, SoundCloud. On all the social medias, too, iTunes, whatever you got, plug us in the Putnam Beat. And uh, and thank Leo enjoy. for having us on. Yeah, oh, really enjoy thank, this. You, thank you guys for being here. Again, that's the Putnam Beat. Find him on SoundCloud. Uh, you guys have iTunes yet? Yes, iTunes. Okay, we're, SoundCloud, we're yeah, iTunes. iTunes, SoundCloud, we're on all of these. Yeah, social yeah, yeah. media as yeah. well, Facebook, Instagram. Check them out. And we want to thank all the listeners and the social media followers of us as well. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for sticking with us, even though we've been kind of in and out of things. But we are getting consistent. Uh, I know I said we are going to do a shorter show, but that's what happens when you talk sports. Uh, so it just, <laughs> it, it just happens. It's hard to stop. So I guess we're going to leave with this. Boom. And we're going to punch you guys right in the face right before we go. This is Joe's Chef Tip of the Week. Uh, make sure you wash your meat. And we'll end it with that. Wash your meat. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good Saturday, guys. It's been real. We'll catch you guys on the next one.